to the Hope for the Animals podcast, sponsored by Compassionate Living. I'm your host, Hope Bohannock, and you can find all our archived shows and other information by going to our website, hopefortheanimalspodcast.org, and you can also find us on social media, come and engage with us on Facebook and Instagram. So today is going to be a shorter-ish show with just me, a solo episode with just us today. And I know the holidays are soon. I'm, I'm, we're all busy. I'm busy. But I wanted to pop in and wish you a good holiday season and to tell you a few things that I have coming up for the new year. So I'm always the interviewer. And we hear about all the wonderful things that so many of our incredible guests are doing. But today, I wanted to share a few things that I'm working on with Compassionate Living and things that I'm excited about for the next year, for 2023. So beyond this podcast, Compassionate Living has two signature campaigns, our Humane Hoax Project and the Ahimsa Living Project. And we have new and exciting things for both these campaigns this year. And I'll, I'll start with the Humane Hoax Project, which of course is exposing humane washing and green washing in labeling and marketing of animal products. And, you know, I, I feel that this is such an important, critical issue to focus on. It gets so little attention. I feel really that it's our 21st century animal activist challenge, and we need to shift to addressing it more you know, everyone, even meat eaters can kind of now get on board with rejecting big industrial animal farming. Nobody likes big industrial animal farming, right? But these humane labels like cage-free and free-range and grass-fed, well, first of all, they're, they're used by big industrial producers, so the labels don't necessarily mean that it's a small operation or local or whatever people think they mean. Uh, there's, you know, inherent cruelties that are universal to making a product profitable. And even in smaller production, even when there's some welfare provisions, there's still separation of families and friends, painful body mutilations, painful mutilations and violations of these animals' bodies, a brutal slaughter at a very young age. These things will never change until we stop commodifying animals' bodies altogether. You know, back when I was doing vegan education in the 90s, even the early 2000s, the only options were reducing animal products and going vegan. If you know, if you wanted to help farmed animals, those were the only paths, the only options. But now the industry has cleverly given consumers all these other seemingly humane options with these labels, with farming methods, different farming methods, so so that people can feel better, of course, about eating meat, dairy, and eggs. And I I often wonder, you know, if these labels didn't exist, would there be more vegans now? Well, we'll never know. But they are now doing investigations, undercover investigations of facilities with humane labeling and humane marketing. Uh, I did on-site investigations back in the early 2000s uh, when I was researching for my book. And we have firsthand knowledge now that there are inherent cruelties in animal farming that have to be present for a product to be profitable, that they have, you know, they have to have certain cruel practices 
to make a product, you know, a profitable product, and that they don't magically change with a humane label. The thing that that worries me the most about all this is that I think that it really lulls consumers into a false sense that things are improving for animals across the board, that things are improving in all animal farming, when that's not the case at all. And these labels offer so little relief, so just, just the slightest modicum of relief for these animals. And, and, and not even that, in some instances, when you see these humane labels, it's the same. <laughs> There's really no difference. They're just completely lying. Or in some instances, they can be even worse, ethically, environmentally. Anyway, I get really passionate about this stuff, as you know, if you're a listener of this podcast. Uh, but, uh, but also, as you might know, I wrote the first book on the subject of the humane hoax on humane washing called The Ultimate Betrayal. And next year marks the 10-year anniversary of publishing that book. It was released in 2013. I can't believe it's been that long. And I had this idea of writing a follow-up book or like a continuation book because there's just been so much more information coming out on humane washing, on green washing. There's so much more to the story since I wrote that book. And so many more people are recognizing it and speaking out against it as well. So I decided instead of writing a second book, I decided to compile and edit an anthology, a collection of essays on the issue, and that will be coming out in the spring. It's called The Humane Hoax, Essays Exposing the Myth of Happy Meat, Humane Dairy, and Ethical Eggs. And that'll be coming out in April of next year, published by Lantern Publishing and Media. I have 18 contributing authors activists, rescuers, scientists, academics, all coming at it, at the issue from different angles, different perspectives, some really entertaining and heartbreaking and amazing chapters. We'll be featuring some of the authors on this podcast next year, digging deeper into the humane hoax. So we will really unpack this issue uh, with the authors of this anthology, examining it from so many interesting angles. Um, that'll be coming up in the spring. And we'll also be having our two online conferences, the Humane Hoax Online Conference. I believe this will be our, our third year doing that conference. And we'll have that in May so we can promote the book and feature some of the authors from the book at that conference. And we'll also be having our Humane Hoax Chicken webinar in the fall. This is the first ever webinar focused on chickens, the Humane Hoax Chicken webinar. And we usually do it in the spring, but because of the book coming out, we're going to kind of switch up the schedule a bit, and we'll be doing that one in the fall. We, we actually might this year incorporate turkeys into that one and have it be the, the Humane Hoax Chicken and Turkey webinar, as, of course, the fall holidays exploit the turkey horribly. So uh, we might incorporate them since it's going to be in the fall. So an exciting year coming up for the Humane Hoax project. And that's just the big stuff. I mean, we have a volunteer team and we are working on other outreach projects. We're creating content on social media that's specific to the humane hoax. 
it's it's going to be a really exciting year coming up for this important and really underrepresented issue. We don't talk about it enough in the movement. Uh, the way these labels are growing, the way this industry is is shielding itself and hiding behind these labels, we've got to expose that. So I'm really excited about what we have coming up next year for the Humane Hoax Project. Okay, so we also have some exciting things coming up with the Ahimsa Living Project. Ahimsa, of course, is a Sanskrit word meaning nonviolence, but the concept goes much deeper than that. And I have talked uh, about this on past episodes. And some of you who are regular listeners might remember that I taught a six-week online course this fall called Ahimsa Animal Advocacy and Veganism for a Jane College called Arihanta Academy. And I'm right now in the process of re-recording these classes, 12 hours of content, so Arihanta can offer them as a self-study course for the spring of next year. So the fall semester one was a live online course where I was able to interact with the students, but this one is kind of a at-your-own-pace version. So you can watch each of the week's videos kind of whenever you want to, whenever you get a chance. I don't have the exact dates of when that will be available. It's, I think, sometime in February. I'll announce those dates on a future episode when we get closer So if you were interested in my class before, but were kind of unable to commit because of all that, it was a lot of Saturdays in a row to commit to, this would be a way that you can take the class on your own time. So if you have some interest in Eastern traditions, Eastern philosophies, spiritual concepts that come from those traditions... This class, we will get into, there'll be an intro to Jain Dharma, Karma, Ahimsa. That's all in the first class. And also we'll do an intro to animal advocacy. I introduce some concepts like speciesism and sentientism. And and then in the next few classes, we really do a deep dive into veganism, animal emotion, animal sentience, the uh, animal agriculture industry. And then I will be bringing these very two paralleled worlds together, Jain Dharma and veganism, and show how they really support and nurture each other, uh, especially in the last class. So, so it's a wonderful opportunity that Arihanta Academy has provided me to be able to share this knowledge that I have built up over the years and a great opportunity for you to drink in that information at your own pace with a self-study course in the spring. When I have the dates for that uh, class, I will let you know. So another exciting thing that will be happening again next year in 2023 with the Ahimsa Living Project is that we're going to organize a first-of-its-kind collaborative conference between the Jane and vegan communities. We're partnering with the Jane Vegan Initiative. They're in the UK and Arihanta Academy to sponsor and organize a conference, uh, again, bringing together the Jane and vegan communities. We want to show Jains how veganism is a fantastic way to practice their faith, to practice ahimsa in a modern context. And we also want to show vegans and pre-vegans that are spiritually inclined, that have uh, an interest in Eastern philosophies, mindfulness, concepts of ahimsa and karma and yoga, 
the deep, amazing tradition of Jain Dharma and living a more mindful life focused on ahimsa. So we'll have panels of prominent vegan Jains from the community, from the Jain community uh, speaking, and this is going to be a two-day conference. So Compassionate Living was the first organization to ever have a webinar focused on chickens, our Humane Hoax Chicken webinar. And now we will also be the first organization to help create the first ever conference of its kind on Jainism and veganism. Now, I feel that this is such an important area to work on. And and again, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you might have heard me say something like this already, but, but I feel so strongly that we have to change who we are and not just what we do. You know, I mean, getting everyone to eat veggie burgers, that's great. That's That's part of it. But if we don't fundamentally change who we are as a society, change our relationship to animals and to the planet, if we don't recognize speciesism as part of all social injustice and oppression, then we can just too easily slip back into meat-eating. You know, if, we, if it's just a diet or even a lifestyle, um, we can so easily lose any progress that we've made. Just, in, you know, a change of trend or what becomes popular or fashionable, I feel like we could lose any progress. If we haven't changed our hearts and we've just changed our habits, then it's built on a flawed foundation. And this is why I feel that Eastern religions, Eastern traditions can give us a more holistic consciousness shift, a paradigm shift that taps into our compassionate core. Uh, It starts with Maitri, loving kindness. That's the, the Sanskrit word for loving kindness is Maitri. And that builds to compassion and ahimsa, uh, dynamic, active compassion. I feel that's how we can think of ahimsa and taking action like living vegan. That's why I love to focus on ahimsa because it's a broad concept of nonviolence in all that we do, all that we say, all our relationships. I feel that this is the only way that we're going to heal all the suffering, all the pain of this world. And, and I don't think it has to be religion. You know, some people aren't going to resonate with that, and that's fine. But we need something, some philosophy, some shift in our psyche. I think that, you know, many of us are seeking something deeper, that we, we want something meaningful, a meaningful way to live. And after studying it deeply, I feel that the Dharma traditions they have so much to give, so many, there's so much amazingly paralleled views with veganism. I mean, so much parallel with vegan living. It takes it beyond the grocery list, right, to an embodiment of nonviolence. It's so beautiful. So I do talk about Ahimsa in a couple of other episodes, episode 23, I talk about Ahimsa in the beginning of that episode, and then there's a wonderful interview with Victoria Moran. Also, a more recent episode, episode 63, I interviewed uh, Dr. 
Christopher Miller, who also teaches at Arihanta Academy and is a Jain, and we talked about Jainism and Ahimsa. So there's a couple of other episodes you might want to check out if you're interested in this stuff. And uh, we have a lot more to come in the new year, 2023, with the Ahimsa Living Project. So shifting focus just a little bit, I, I wanted to talk about the holidays, kind of acknowledge this time of year. I know it can bring up a lot of emotion, both joy and sorrow. Uh, there's there's all these wonderful messages of hope and peace. I, I love that part of it. That's really awesome. We need more of that in the world. But then it's kind of contrasted with so much consumerism and gluttony and meat eating and overeating and over shopping and over consuming, you know, all this waste that's just choking our planet. I would just caution to be wary of the consumerism disguised as happiness this time of year. You know, the world doesn't need more stuff. So, you know, be mindful to limit the wonderful distraction of shopping therapy that we indulge in this time of year. Uh, Thrift stores can be great for that, buying secondhand, and there's ways to mitigate the impact But giving is good, and I don't want to diminish the ethos of giving this time of year. I think that that part of the messaging is really beautiful for the holidays. I do feel that happiness comes from giving, doing for others, uh, but, but I don't, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to come in a wrapped box or look like a gift bag, right? You can give the gift of your time, Um, give the gift of time and attention to the animals, to the planet, to making this world a better place. I mean, that's truly giving, right? Giving that brings your life purpose, that will give you true fulfillment and lasting happiness. Our giving doesn't have to look like what the commercials on TV make it out to be, (laughs) right? A sense of contentment and purpose, you know, that is priceless. That can't be wrapped and put under a tree. I think that for people like us who are sensitive to the world, that are sensitive to all the overconsumption and the focus on meat eating this time of year... Uh, it can it can seem like uh, it's all too much, right? All the suffering, all the waste, all the fighting, all the apathy, and we don't know how to help, how to save the animals, how to save us. It can be a tough time of year for some people, especially sensitive people like us. But I know that for, just by you being you, I mean, if you are a listener of this podcast, then you are likely a compassionate, caring person. So just you being you helps create the change. Bringing the vegan cookies to the office party, or getting the family to choose a restaurant with vegan options, or not participating and preserving your energy and your strength for other ways to help rather than socially. You know, however you do compassion, however you do vegan, You're helping. Is it enough? Does it feel like enough? No, it never does. And I feel that every day. Uh, I feel like I can never do enough. But I think that giving up would feel worse. (laughs) So, you know, please comfort yourself in the knowledge that 
every action, large or small, everything you do, every action you take, it makes the world a kinder place and it matters. It's tough. It can be tough, but we're in this together. There are others, even if they're not in your immediate circle, uh, there are others who feel as you do, who feel the pain of the world and want to help. You are not alone. And we will be here, the Hope for the Animals podcast. I will be here bringing you new episodes to inspire you, keeping you energized and informed on your vegan journey. And finally, I'm going to wrap up here. And, you know, I, I want to thank you all, the awesome listeners of this podcast, for your support, for your love. It means the world to me that you are listening, that you are getting something out of this podcast, and that we're building community and learning and growing together. And I'll end with a reminder that Compassionate Living is right now in our end of the year fundraising mode. And we we have a couple of incentives that I'd love to tell you about. One is that we're doing a giveaway of an awesome, huge canvas bag that we had printed with Compassionate Living's logo on it, and it says Live Vegan on it in green lettering, and we're giving these away as gifts to anyone who donates $50 or more. So if you can spare $50 to support this podcast and all of Compassionate Living's programs, we will send you this awesome canvas bag. It's uh, got an inside pocket with a zipper and an outside pouch pocket. It's really great for grocery shopping. I know you already have a ton of bags, but this one's really cool. I got it kind of oversized, so it'd be really good for shopping. And with the pockets, it's I, I really think you're going to love it. So if you can spare uh, $50 or more for Compassionate Living, uh, we will send you this awesome canvas bag. And the other incentive is that we were given a generous matching challenge of $20,000. I mentioned this on the last episode, so every donation to the end of this year is doubled. So your donation goes twice as far if you give at this time from now to the end of the year. So we really, really want to make this match for this wonderful donor uh, and double that donation of $20,000. You know, people who know me, and, and I like to think that you, the, the listeners of this podcast, you are in my inner circle of friends. So people who know me know that it's really hard for me to ask for money. And even after 30 years of activism, as difficult and as challenging as that is, having to face the horrors that the animals endure every day as part of my job... One of the hardest parts for me is asking for money. I'm, I, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because, you know, I don't like what it does to people, what it does to the world. But I now have an opportunity with compassionate living to do more good for more animals than I ever, ever have my entire career. And I plan to grow this organization into an effective and unique voice for advocacy, and the only way I can do that is to ask you to give as generously as you can to Compassionate Living. Please help me help them. So I'll have a donation link in the show notes of this episode, or you can just go to our website, compassionate-living.org, and donate there. Also, on the podcast website, there are donation buttons. Thank you so much. 
So I hope you enjoy the holiday season. I hope that you find moments of joy, have fun vegan treats, and I'll be back in the new year with some fantastic interviews, some inspiring episodes. So until then, happy holidays, however you celebrate, and live vegan.